Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. I hope I remember to edit that out. No, don't. The first five <laughs> seconds of just complete silence to uh, that test, was funny. To, to I was, test to see if you... I was being. I was trying to see if I could use my Yoda mind tricks and see when he pressed the button. Yeah, Jedi, Jedi mind tricks did not yeah. work on this day. Nope. Well, that's not surprising. <laughs> uh, episode... 158... It's almost 160, guys. Oh, fuck it. Yep. Nothing nothing fun about these numbers? No. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, Case, how are you doing? Ooh, that is a loaded question. Um, Under circumstances, okay, I will say. It's been a rough couple weeks. Um, just a lot of chaos. Um, yeah. We've had a, we've lost a member of our family. And so, which uh, was not a shock. We knew it was coming. Um, still really hard. Still super sad. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been a lot. But, you know, just, it's life. Ebbs and flows, right? We, I wanted to ask. So, like, if there's yeah. ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. the which is the up? We're flowing. When we flow through life, No. Because I feel like, well, like, what's an ebb? I don't know. I hope someone smarter than us can explain what an ebb so. is. Like, I understand the phrase because it's just like it's going to go up and down. Yeah. I like roller coaster better. Okay. Like, life's a roller well, coaster. Well, life is a big roller coaster right now. it's really fast and then it's just over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little dark. Yeah, it was a little dark. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been a bit of a challenging week, but we're we're getting through. So, yeah. Uh, it's also Thanksgiving weekend for us Canadians. Um, to hey. Not all you American listeners that we have. Um, it's, yeah, so that's kind of nice. I think it's good timing to have the three-day weekend and just have some R&R. So, yeah, it's good. How about you, Jack? How are you? Yeah, again, under, yeah. under those circumstances, yep. doing doing the best you can. Yep, uh, yep. Being up at the cottage the last few days, closing up is always the worst. Uh, yeah. Did not have a fun time leaving. No. Just the the sadness of leaving the cottage yeah for sure along with, with everything, everything else. else yeah but mm-hmm. uh you know there's always there's always this there is there's always sports not and i don't want to say to i'd say maybe to cope as opposed to I'm, like distract I don't, maybe i don't find there's anything wrong with saying that either i think it's totally fine if we need like what else are you gonna do right so drugs yeah <laughs> some people will then turn to yeah or booze which is usually my that's a drug we should just like that yeah that's a, that's a drug it is i like my wine um you know had a couple glasses last night um yeah just to kind of just take the edge off a little bit which is the worst reason to have a drink but i just needed that so tonight i will not well you know i'm not even gonna say it because it could change it's still early enough <laughs> that those things could change um started a new show called hijack hi hi uh with idris is that elba hey you said that was a very good pronunciation idris elba who i love if you've never watched luther i highly highly recommend that show it is so freaking good and ruth wilson is incredible so i mean it's just like yeah like it's it's good so far i think i'm like halfway through it's just one of those it's just something to have on because I rewatched Gilmore Girls in the fall and sometimes I'm like hey I need a break from that right so started the hijack and that's that for my 
But I do have Casey's Corner, too, if we want to get into that now, or unless you have something you'd like to say of what you've watched. Um, took a, we're, we're taking, uh, me and the F-Dub are taking a bit of a hiatus on Shameless again. Okay. Uh, we still have a few seasons left, but we wanted to watch, uh, there's the new and final season of Sex Education. Oh, okay. Or what I'm... I'm pretty sure it's the I'm final season. I'm pretty sure it is too. Well, because yeah. uh, Emma Mackey said she was leaving, and to me, like one, that, yeah, it's, it's the I call it community syndrome, where if you lose someone, the, you don't have a show. Right, right. The show runs with all its pieces and all its new adding pieces. So we watched the episodes are like an hour long, so we only are probably going to do like one, yeah, one at a time unless we do a big binge. But it is just the best, like, because for some people that i mean if you don't watch stuff with me i get very uncomfortable very easily yeah and i'll like even more than scary movies i'll like plug my ears or just like i'll start talking i'll close my eyes i just don't want to pay attention but especially um asa asa butterfield is the same who plays like the main character is just like so awkward (laughs) and it's amazing because he's so talented yeah but he just makes me so uncomfortable i love it and he makes me more uncomfortable than the people that aren't comfortable in their own skin for anyone that doesn't know it's a show about high school and uh there's a sex therapy clinic and like you just kind of all the stuff that teenagers go through yes and somehow yeah the people that like are not comfortable with their sexuality or Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, they deal with like trans issues. That to me is like more comfortable than watching this straight white kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just be awkward. Right. Especially like some of, some of the circumstances, like some of them, most of them I'll say he puts himself in. Yeah. And just like, he's someone that's like, I'm going to step up to the plate here and I'm going to hit a home run. Yeah. And he swings and like the bat hits him in the face or something. Right. Right. It's usually what happens. Yeah. So that show is incredible. And um, Shorzy. Okay. A uh, Canadian classic, which back. Uh, I'm ready to say letter. Kenny's been going on for a while. That's yeah. also Jared Kiso created both shows. Yeah. I think, I think Shorzy's better. Wow. I think Shorzy's better than letter. Kenny, wow. obviously the hockey culture and being a hockey fan makes somewhat of a difference. Yeah. Helps a little. But like the uh, the camaraderie, there's like if you watch it, there's a lot of repeating lines and a lot of continuing bits that just keep coming back. But they're still just always funny. Yeah. And they're releasing it slowly. And like even people in the States have to wait an extra month wow. to watch it. Um, so if anybody's looking for a fun, it's a pretty realistic look into hockey culture. Like yeah. it doesn't go into too many like gritty details of like if you don't like people on your team yeah they mention it but not to the extremes that could happen okay but uh yeah jared kiso is just one of the most incredibly talented people out there and yes brings his character if anybody watched letter kenny it was a character in there that you never saw his face right but it was always him doing the voice yeah yelling at people spin-off show and right yeah i think it's better hey wow all right um ready for casey's corner yeah okay um, this week in pop culture, uh, can I? How many things do you have? I have three. Okay, I will be able to guess at least two of them. Okay, which ones? I would imagine we're going to talk about the writer strike. Oh no! Did we talk? I don't think we talked I about that. I don't know that. if we did or I not. I think it ended just after we recorded our last, last episode. Last ones. Okay, writer strike is over. Um, we're back. 
They are very happy with what they got. Very uh, deservedly so. Uh, the actors and the SAG are still off. They're still on strike. Um, they are negotiating this week as far as we've heard. I can't imagine that it's going to be like they're going to just hopefully wrap it up. Right. If they have. Uh, it's going to take a while for all our shows to get back. But, but then again, like, Chorzy just came back, Sex Education. Like, obviously, it could be shows that... Well, and there's shows that you haven't watched that maybe you've always wanted to watch. And now's a great time to do it before all your other shows come back, right? Mm-hmm. Even, like, Loki Season 2 started mm-hmm. last night. night or This morning, technically. This morning. Because it comes out at, like, 3 a.m. Oh, okay. in, in Canada. I didn't, yeah. didn't watch it. Right. Not yet. Okay, so that's when I, did, I wasn't thinking about the writer's strike so okay. now i have three things so three things um taylor swift travis kelsey round two round two um taylor's at the other game she went to well he, they were playing in new york so she was in new york with all her a-list friends in the box it was super fun and cute they didn't leave together and then she because he had to fly back with i guess he has to fly back with the team right yeah you can't really just like, be like i want to be with my girlfriend yeah you can't just do your own thing rude um i could not be more obsessed with all of this i think it's really fun i think that she is a powerhouse and i think well we anybody who knows me knows how i feel about him i've always thought he was super cute speaking of the kelsey brothers i did watch the documentary kelsey on monday night yeah after a few days prior you did not watch it because i told you that it wasn't about travis and it was about jason yes now i would just like to preface by saying i adore jason and i love his wife so much um but I just thought it was going to be more. I thought it was going to be about both of them. That's why. Because it's called Kelsey. So I was like, it's about both of them. So I was, you know, one of those. Um, but I did love it. I thought it was so well. I love sports documentaries. And I love. It's just great. And he I started listening to the podcast. Because I'm fully invested in this whole situation now. Um, I will be watching the game on Sunday night. To see if she makes it to. Um, Minnesota. No, aren't they in Kansas? Minnesota's going there, I think. I think it's Minnesota at Kansas City. <laughs> now okay? you're, now, you're, getting, now you're getting into like guess the Lions territory. Okay. 425. Um, so I don't know. I just really like it. I th- I think I've been trying to figure out why I like it so much. In Minnesota. It is in Minnesota. Damn it. I don't think she'll be there. Um, That would be. People will lose their minds if she goes to Minnesota for that. Anyways. um, I think why it is cause such a frenzy is because he's a he's really popular he's very well liked he's yeah he put her hot. He, he put her on the map stop it they um, both simultaneously put each other on different maps i think they i think that's what it is and i think because he i don't want this to come out wrong but he's a manly man like he's a dude right he's he, a he's a sports guy he did the snl sketch called uh is it straight male friend I right think, where it's just like low maintenance you don't need to know each other's last names but yeah like they're they're gonna be there no matter what so i think when you're when you're like that you have a certain persona that like people think you're one way the fact that he has like just he openly is pursuing her is just it's so cute like she's never she has said before no one's ever really pursued her it takes somebody really confident and special to be able to deal with her lifestyle and her fame and i just i think everyone feels like if anyone could do it he could and he saw it so um that's that news um golden globes has added two categories the 
<clears throat> the one is the cinematic and box office achievement, which we both said was kind of cool because it gives movies like maybe a Marvel movie or, you know, a, just a certain movie that is not going to maybe get a best picture. It give, it gives them a chance to, to be recognized. Um, I looked it up and you are allowed. So you have to, there's criteria. You have to make over 150 million or something at the box office, something like that. And you can be in both categories. So you can be in this box office one and you can also be in best picture. Cause I was like, that's not really fair if you're, you know, if you want to go best picture is still what you're trying to aim for. Um, and then the other one is best stand up comedian of TV. So just stand up show, which I thought was kind of fun, right? You're just starting to like, just get every, just the genres and, and things that people like to watch. So as, especially like the really, the funny thing is it won't, not that you won't see good comedians, but some of the ones that like really like there's a guy, uh, Shane Gillis, who um, was hired for us, hired as a writer on SNL. And then there was some video and um, racist remarks or like impressions that he did. So he got kicked off SNL, but he he's really blown up. There's some I don't, they're not low key, like they're more like Internet comedians, I guess. Okay. But the people you're going to see names you know you're going to see the the John Mulaney's and Dave Chappelle like it's going to be Amy Schumer Chelsea Handler Taylor Tomlinson I wasn't just trying to say men okay okay Amy Amy Schumer maybe stop Chelsea Handler I'm good I'm good with that okay Amy Schumer steals jokes okay um so one more pop corner thing is um the Hollywood Reporter listed their best their 50 best tv shows um, I sent the article to Jack and of we the, both of the two since 2000, like top 50 shows of the century of the century. Yes. So something like friends, Seinfeld, like those can't be included, but then why would Sopranos be on the list? When did it end? That was so weird. Sopranos ended in like, I'd say like 2006. Oh, okay. Well, then friends ended in Oh four. Anyways, it doesn't matter. So just some, just, I'm not going to obviously read them all cause that'd be super boring to listen to, but just some ones that we've, I, I kind of picked out. Well, it's 1999, so that is. Yeah, uh, Game of Thrones number 30. Both you and I were pretty appalled by that. I, I um, did. I closed the article after that. Like I, I went back to it, but I'm like, I need a minute because I know the ending was not what everybody oh, wanted. God. It People to be. are so obsessed about the stupid ending. Like, don't take away from the whole show, right? Like, it's so frustrating. Man, like, for seven years, it was the number one TV show. Yeah, and then because it ends not the way you want it or felt rushed or whatever everyone's upset about, then they just forget how great of a show this was. It was the last monoculture show. Yeah, where everyone talked about it. Everyone watched it on Sunday night. Everyone was like on that Monday water cooler. You're at, you're just like, oh my God, did you watch? Like it was so fun. You're not going to have that again. Probably not. Uh, Survivor making the list number 23. Both you and I were really excited about that because we are a big Survivor. Still, we we still watch. We Long- rewatch. We love a Survivor. So. Longevity, I think, is the biggest reason why it's still there because yeah. it will because it will and has evolved. Yeah. Uh, number 22 was Better Things, which I was very happy to see. And not a lot of people know about the show, but it is fantastic. It's really well written. It's super funny. It's it's a really good show. Friday Night Lights at 18. 13 was 30 for 30. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, especially I think it, it went to another level when it did the it did. Uh, actually, I don't know if the Oscar Pistorius one was 30 for 30, but um, the OJ yeah. Made in America was, I think, like four part. 
maybe even more yeah i think that's what made everyone realize what a goliath this is yeah it's a pretty fun um number 12 was the americans and i was thrilled about this because i think it's a very underrated show i've mentioned it multiple times on here i think it's it's just such a good show it's so well done uh three succession two sopranos number one Mad Men. so i don't know i was just interesting to see i mean my list i think would be very different fleabag made the list vip veep made the list so there were a couple that i was like okay thank you <laughs> like you know it's gonna be crazy here people um, but I, those are just fun to see, like, what, you know, what Hollywood reporters are saying. I don't know. Anyways, that's uh, Casey's Corner. Thank you very much. Um, Brought to you by Casey. Yeah. One day. Popcorners. Popcorners. I can't call it Popcorners. Well, like, that's we're getting oh, sponsored. Yeah. By Popcorners. By Popcorners. Love Popcorners. Lo- oh, I do actually They're really delicious. Do like them. Very good. And flavored. I don't know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, on today's episode, which was almost, we're almost 20 minutes in. Okay, perfect. We'll go fast. Is, uh, our IMC's, uh, Richard Jewell. Yes. Which I watched. And you watched To Catch a Killer. (laughs) Sounded like, um, Hannibal Lecter. Uh, It just scared me. I got the creepies just thinking about this movie. And then we have, uh, 13 of crime movies. I don't know. Did you do like six or something? Wow, I have thirteen in, in a box, and I did twelve. That's fine. It's like I—I I almost like did I like fifteen. Oh, so. like oh my god! I didn't even mean to do that. Uh, crime movies and their Oscar scene. Oscar scene. So when you're sitting at the Academy Awards mm-hmm. and you see that one scene to really encapsulate, to, to, I feel like they don't do that for Best Picture. I don't feel like it's more of an actor thing. I think they do it for Best Picture. They just do it throughout the night. Like they just remember someone comes out and tells you and then they show you a clip and then, you know, and then at the end, they don't show you all those clips again. They're just like, here are the nominees. So anyways, rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn. Yes. I think you've won a few in a row. Yeah. Oh, we have to keep those stats. Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> Do you want to go back? Too much work. Um, I'm going to go first because mine will be quick probably quicker than yours i watched catch killer um it is to 2023 this year one hour 59 runtime restricted got 6.6 on imdb um tagline i always feel like i say the tagline wrong i'm gonna i'm gonna say it in a different spot uh cast shailene woodley ben mendelson yeah okay um jovan Adipo and Ralph Einson. Like it's not a, it's not some heavy hitters. So there's not a lot of people. Uh, director is uh, Damien Cifron. This is about a troubled police officer, Shailene Woodley. She's recruited by the FBI to help invest, to help the investigator played by Ben, um, help with a profile and track down a disturbed ind- individual terrorizing Baltimore, Maryland tagline. A city at center of chaos, a detective with special skills, a madman testing her limits. Very wordy. Yeah, that's a lot. That did not get me interested to watch it. No, I don't think you should watch it. Um, okay, so it takes the very opening scene. I just, I would just like everyone to know this was one of the most triggering movies. Like, I'll tell you why stuff like this scares me. Okay. We start on New Year's Eve. It's, um, everyone's having fun. There's, fireworks going off 17 random people are just shot i'm talking some of them are on the street just like cheer whatever 
Um, some of them are in their apartment building. Like there's no rhyme or reason of why there it's just, it's random. Okay. And we don't see like where it's coming from. We don't see that. All we see is just people getting shot. Okay. Some people are on a roof, like partying, bang, you're dead. I have a really hard time with that. Like, I'm like, at least have a profile of <laughs> somebody you like, do you want to hit women? Okay. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want that, but at least that makes sense to me in my brain. Like, Anyway, so Shailene Woodley is the first one on the scene. She's a police officer, though. So she then is um, she makes this decision of you can't just let all these people run. They figure out where it's coming from, I guess, like the building. And then everyone starts running out of the building. But she's like, we can't just have everyone running out because the killer could be one of these people. So record them and try and whatever. So the FBI guy shows up. And knows she's done that and is kind of impressed with her. And then she starts saying what she thinks, like, you know, check this and do this. And he's impressed with her. So he then invites her on this investigation. He's like, I want to hear your thoughts and whatnot. Um, I'm just going to get into what I didn't like in that. Like, I'm not going to go through the whole movie, obviously. So I'm just going to say what I liked. The acting, I think, was incredible. I read things that people said they didn't like it. I, I was pretty shocked. I think Shailene Woodley... Um, I think for me, one of her better performances, like I it was, um, it was just nice to see like a smart woman who's, who, I mean, she was really messed up and we didn't really know why, but she, um, it was just, it was just, she was really, she was captivating. I would say Ben, I mean, just dynamic, just, he is something about his energy on screen. I was, I don't know him very well and I was really drawn to him. Um, watching them actually how they worked out this puzzle was pretty cool. Like the, the, poli- like the procedures of like, okay, we have the, cause they had nothing to go on. And so just seeing kind of the steps and it was just, it was kind of fascinating. Like I was just like, that's pretty cool. And I also thought it was a very well written script. I thought the dialogue was really interesting and I thought it was, um, like, like I said, captivating dynamic. However, what I did not like well, the realness and the randomness of the killing in the beginning. I get that. You have to kind of draw people in, right? Because I guess it's harder to track down someone if it is something specific, right? If they're just killing gay men or if they're just killing pregnant women. like So I get the randomness made the movie that much more challenging because there was no rhyme or reason that we knew of. Um, the At one point, we were in um, a slaughterhouse for cows uh again anyone so we've got killing and a slaughterhouse I mean you could not get worse and it was scary this movie like it was like it was creepy like the the guy is really creepy I don't want to say the reason why he was doing it but I wish I could because that context it would like it really was it was I be only because I really disagree with like, usually I have sympathy for the bad guy. But his reasoning didn't make sense to me in the way of, like, but why are you doing that? If, you know, like, if, I don't know. Like, I just, it didn't make sense to me. Like, I was like, I don't know. That's no. So I would say, like, yeah, the killer's motive to me was a hard one for me to swallow. I can see some people liking it. And that's fine. Um, yeah, it was a bit gory. Um 
the ending was a bit rushed. I felt like it, like it was going at a good speed. And then all of a sudden it was just like, we're done. You know, like one of those where you're just like, okay. Um, best quote for me, uh, she, so at one point Shailene is walking home or riding, I can't remember. I think she's walking home and, and Ben, um, pulls up beside and he's like, get, get in, I'll give you a drive. And she's like, are you trying to fuck me? And he was like, no. And then, so they go in there talk and, and, um, she realized, I think he has a ring on. So she goes, how long have you been married? And he said, ever since we were allowed. And I just thought it was an interesting way of like, I thought it was such a beautiful, like, I just, like it's really, not a throw it in your face moment. Yeah. Like he's very under the radar, obvious, like with, you know, with that, um, I, I there's something about that line though. I just, it was so, it was beautifully said and, and so just impactful. So that would be on my whatever, but it was, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty disturbing. Six out of 6.6 6 out of 10. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe even a little. Well, it would be a little lower for me in the way of like, I have to watch this psycho killer, um, a slaughterhouse, and I'm scared. So you're getting kind of all the things I hate all in one movie. But then it's also balanced out with like good acting and good script. So I was like, I'm so confused. <laughs> My brain is like so confused. So that is To Catch a Killer. Enjoy, everyone. Go watch it. Dairy. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my movie is 2019's Richard Jewell, uh, directed directed by Clint Eastwood. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, two hour, 11 minute runtime. And I found two different taglines. I think one is obviously better than the other, but I'm going to read both and let you. Oh, decide. okay. Fun. I love that. Uh, the first one. The world will know his name and truth. Mm, okay. The second one is based on the true story of the 1996 Atlanta bombing. Jesus, the first one. Yeah, by a, lot, a landslide. A lot better. Like, they're just telling me what the movie's about. <laughs> That's not what the tagline's supposed to be. Uh, so it is set during the 1996 Olympics in Atlanta, uh, and Richard Jewell goes from security hero to number one suspect after a bombing in Centennial Park that he was overseeing. Mm -hmm. uh, cast, we have Paul Walter Hauser, who is just... Your number one now. Phenomenal. <laughs> one, of, like, one of the best actors out there. Yep. Uh, John Hamm. Yep. We've got... I don't know why I put him second, because Sam Rockwell is really the Sammy. star of the show. He is. And then we've got Kathy Bates, Olivia Wilde, and Ian Gomez. Okay. From uh, Desperate oh, Housewives. Oh, I know Ian Gomez, yeah. Uh... So production, I only have one thing about production, which I find fascinating because this is one of those what if scenarios. Okay. So this movie was originally announced in 2014 and it was set to be produced and starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jonah Hill. Oh. As, mm. as the lawyer yeah. and Jonah Hill is Richard Jewell. Okay. <coughs> like maybe I could get on board, but I just don't think I could with, I just think he's, I just think Paul... Walker Hauser. Nope. Hauser. Walter. Walter. Paul Walter Hauser. I just think he's so brilliant. Um, so they did stay on as producers, obviously did not star in the film. And I think we're in one of those scenarios where as good as they are, mm -hmm. I think we've got the better movie. I do too. Because I think also having Leo as the lawyer and the character that he's playing is like a very like low key, like 
fighter. Yeah. And like a scrapper, which I don't see Leo as. I don't see that either. And I, Jonah's fine to me. Yeah, it's I not could, that. I, could see it. I can see it. But I also think it was kind of cool because Paul was like, he's kind of, he was more of an unknown. So we really didn't have anything else to go on with him. So it really made it that much more enticing, I mm. guess, to watch. Watching Blackbird before this is definitely made Ooh. it confusing. Yeah. Um, editing. So one of the big points of trying to figure out if it was Jewel that was uh, that planted the bomb was that there were two phone calls to nine one one, and one of them was a, I think they said a five or six minute walk from where he was like stationed Mm -hmm. so they do this great job so during these olympics michael johnson was the big runner i think for the u.s i'm pretty sure okay um so they he was running the 400 meter and they cut it together where it's him running this 400 meter going for olympic gold olympic record all that kind of stuff and sam rockwell's character doing the walk to this payphone to see if they could do it in time. Yeah, yeah. And there's other characters that test this to see if it could work, and uh, it's just put together perfectly. Uh, Sound, so um, in in this Centennial Park, obviously during the Olympics, there are a lot of festivities, and um, uh, The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Nice. uh, Kenny Rogers was playing. Yeah. Playing, quote-unquote. Then the only other sound thing is just like after the bomb goes off and you just hear the ringing which mm. would happen in your ears and screams from so it's a pipe bomb that goes off that has a bunch of nails in it so it explodes and hits people i don't they didn't say how many people died right but it seemed like a few did okay just from like the nails uh lighting and color it's probably like the second scene of the movie they're in 19 a 1986 arcade mm-hmm. and there's just like lights and colors everywhere bing, 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 bing. very disorienting yeah uh cinematography they have uh muhammad ali uh as he was in his battle of parkinson's lighting the torch which was a big big thing in atlanta and uh that also the chaos after the bomb goes off is pretty they capture it very well right where it almost felt like they're like hey oliver stone can you come here for a second right. like we need a we need a shaky cam <laughs> So we need it to we need to create chaos or right we need everyone to just want to feel like they want to throw up like they're on a roller coaster right um acting obviously paul walter hauser is just amazing he can play the neurotic awkward hero criminal you don't know what he is yeah no matter how adamant he is there's always that sense of doubt totally because of the awkwardness yeah um Sam Rockwell is just overpowering. He is the star of the show and kind yeah. of takes over, but it makes sense for the movie because they don't want Richard out there talking to the FBI or to the media because he's a he is a wannabe police officer. So he wants to talk to these guys like their peers and they kind of mess with him. Right. They use that against him. Yeah. So Sam just kind of throws himself in front of everything and talks to everything, everyone, and just is the the face of the operation. Mm-hmm. Um, only one Oscar nomination from this movie, and that is Kathy Bates, who mm, plays... Uh, the mom? Yep, the mom. Uh, it's like Billy or Bobby, something right, like that. Yeah. It's a, a boy name, and it doesn't have to be a boy name, but it just was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she is, she's just incredible, too. Um, Olivia Wilde and John Hamm. So Olivia Wilde plays a uh, reporter, journalist, whatever, who is just, like, not a very good person. Mm-hmm. 
and is very obvious. John Hamm is, works for the FBI, also not a very good person. So I kind of liked the playing characters of important, like power stature that are supposed to be good people. Right. And they are very not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even I was just I was looking up because I couldn't remember who was nominated for an Oscar. There were some controversies. So um, they portrayed uh, Kathy Scruggs, who was Olivia Wilde's character. Apparently, the Atlanta Journal didn't like how she was portrayed in this. Okay. So I found that kind of interesting. They said uh, the in- the incident mm-hmm. was entirely false and malicious. Wow. Yeah. Which because they. Um, she uses a power that only a woman has over a man right. to get information. There you go. Um, so then writing best lines, uh, two minutes and 30 seconds into the movie, title drop. Just nice. He says his own name, introducing himself to Sam Rockwell's character. There you go. Uh, for some reason, he calls Jewel Radar. Okay. Don't really... I mean... I think he calls him it right away in the first scene, but then in the second scene, they're at like the arcade and he's doing really good at like a shooting game. Okay. So maybe that's why he calls him Radar. I can't remember exactly. The only thing I can think Radar is MASH. It's a MASH reference. <laughs> there was a character named Radar, but I don't think that would be why. Because it's like, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so after, after the bomb goes off, the ATF, the GBI, and all these, they're trying to argue about jurisdic- jurisdiction. John Hamm walks in. It's basically like, fuck you guys. Like, this is mine. Yeah. Like, I got this. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Um, probably the most impactful quote is from Sam Rockwell's character. Um, and he said, a little power can turn people into a monster. Mm, yeah. Um, and then, so Sam Rockwell has this assistant. And I didn't write down who it was, but she's she's cool. She's like Russian or something. Like okay. she's Eastern European accent. Yeah. And um, she says, where I come from, when the government says someone's guilty, it's how you know they're innocent. So because it becomes this whole smear campaign of like, how could he, how could Richard Duell be the hero of this? Like, he had to have been the one that planted it. It kind of just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, And then, so the FBI is coming and uh, Sam Rockwell asks, like, do you guys have any guns in the house just for when... The FBI comes. I just don't want any surprises. And he's like, yeah, we're in Georgia. Yeah. And he goes and puts all of the guns he has on the bed and it fills his bed. Wow. Of just guns. Um, and then one of the there's a point of contention and Sam says to him, they want to fry you like a piece of bacon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then probably what got Kathy Bates the nomination is this big speech about uh, she's talking directly to president clinton i guess it'd be at that time yeah must have been. um and pretty much it's a very long speech but the last line is please tell the world mr president please clear my son's name mm. um likes it's only one thing but it is very important to me they use archival footage they use real they have the michael johnson race they have muhammad ali lighting the torch i just think that's important for a movie where even if we can call it historical fiction. Yep. Because we're going to zhuzh some things up and make it more entertaining. Yeah. Yep. But still include some real things about this. Right. Um, dislikes. So the there's a bomb threat. Mm-hmm. And there's people because there's someone, there's a concert going on. And Jules walking around telling everyone like, hey, like you guys got to get out of here. Like yeah. there's a bomb going off. And they're like, 
Whoa. Yeah, but like we got a show to do. Right. And it's not until he's like, there is a bomb. Yeah. And that's when everyone's like, oh, okay. Right. Just no word of, no concern no, whatsoever. Yeah, no sense of urgency there. And then also the accusations of Jewel start from the FBI. And it the way they come up with this, because they have no evidence, no suspects whatsoever. So then someone brings up, and I don't know if it's during the Olympics, but in Los Angeles in 1984, there was a police officer that planted a bomb and found it. Oh, okay. So they just used that yeah. example from 12 years prior to be like, that's probably what's happening now. Yeah. And that's how this whole, like, wow. his life just gets turned upside down because of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so bad. Uh, but overall, this is an incredible look into assumptions and preconceived notions that interfere with a very serious investigation into the 1996 bombing in Atlanta. Nice. So you enjoyed it. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's a really good movie. I'm Just glad you watched that. Very well done. And then after, I was like, oh, who directed this? Like, yeah. this is pretty cool. And it was Clint Eastwood. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't remember that. 2019, Clint Eastwood still got it as yeah. a director. Yeah, for sure. And he's doing, like, The Mule yeah. as well. So Nice. Not good. good. Um, all right. Let's get into our crime movies Oscar scene. All right. You could go first. <laughs> I'm assuming we're going to have a lot of the same. Yeah, I think so. So we'll just... <laughs> You know, um, I'll do Baby Driver. Okay, I don't have Baby Driver. Baby Driver, just the whole opening sequence. Yeah, yeah I watched I it. I watched it again the other day just to make sure it was as amazing as I remember. <laughs> right, it. right. Because the part of it that I I didn't remember. So it opens. He's he's a getaway driver for people robbing a bank. Do you remember the three people that are robbing this bank? Yeah, John Hamm, Lisa Isa Gonzalez. Yep, and the third guy. Giovanni Ribisi? No, um, he's not in that movie. Um, someone, Jamie Fox? He is in that movie, but not that part. Oh, okay. It may or may not have been someone that you had a dream relationship with. <gasps> is it? Is it John? John Barenthal. Oh, now I'm gonna have to watch it again. So it's the three of them robbing a bank, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like that. Yeah. This is just the opening scene, and then they get in the car, and Barenthal goes like points that way to start driving and then he puts it in reverse yeah. and then it everything is synced so well oh, with the music it is that whole movie and then obviously there's kevin spacey even ansel elgore i feel like he had some some stuff did he i mm. thought so uh oh, okay. but uh you know kevin spacey there is one thing there's a line in that movie that is so bad now but it was um he's talking about baby and he's like you just got to love the balls on that kid and it's like oh Ugh. man it made sense for the movie and it's a good line but it's just it's like eek now it's an eek. Ooh, uncomfy. Uh, so yeah, baby driver. Nice. Um, I put the departed as twelve for me. Oh, did you rank them or you're no, just, I just oh, okay. willy nilly. Oh, I love willy nilly. Okay. Um, just like Leo and Jack in the restaurant. Like that whole conversation to me. Um because Leo's trying to convince him that he's not a rat. And just the he is so convincing, even though we know that he is the double agent or whatever. He's he's undercover. So I just think the acting. I mean, you can pick anything in The Departed, though, right? But it, I just, for me, that was, like, a really good scene. It is, like, I sometimes, even though it's my favorite movie ever, I still sometimes forget the, because of how insane, because I have The Departed, too, and I put the elevator scene just yeah. because there's, it's almost unfair because it's so much built into this one moment and it just turned even you could say the post credit scene 
right is the oscar scene yeah because it's just one more flip on its head yeah um but there's so much you forget about how much balancing and how delicate the story is and even i want to put on my list because i think it's based on a movie called internal affairs i okay. think it's the original so i want to watch that to see kind of what it's like i think i can't remember it's like not it's... in english oh okay but yeah like everything culminates in the elevator scene but you could literally pick almost any scene from that movie because you just like in your mind you're kind of doing this balancing act of like okay now we're with this person who's trying to fool this person and also trying to make sure that they trust this person and like you're you're seeing all of these characters brought together slowly right and it's like this is just a tornado yeah for sure no i know it's so good um go ahead um let's let's do an easy one seven yeah i put that one yeah i mean what's in the box what's in the box what's in the box is it's so well done it's because that scene could have been overly done and you know like to act that out you really feel the the stages he goes through just by his face and his body language and and just the way the amount he's like you're hearing what's in the box and just the like what's in the box and then it's like what's in the box yeah like like it's just like the progression it is and he's just like what's in the box like he's confused and then it's like oh my god like what's in the box like is that what's in the box like what is in the box and then it's like it's it's so well done and there's not a lot of lines but it's just so well done and and morgan freeman's trying to keep him yeah calm and and then you got kevin spacey just like just egging him on right just wants to end it wants it to end a certain way so he's just like just egging him on so again same with the elevator scene of the departed it's everything coming together of going through the seven deadly sins and okay wait what's what's left what do we what does he have to cross off his list because he knows he's not making john doe knows he's not making making it out of this right yeah for sure seven me um, I put a most violent year. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. And there's um, a scene in the movie where they're fighting. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a really well done scene because she's she's more of the like be a man type thing. And, and he's just like, you know, you're not being smart by acting like this. But their dialogue and the way they look at each other like you can see even though they're fighting that there is love there and you can see there is like respect but it's a it's just a really well done scene like it you kind of go through the gambit of like we're yelling at each other and then it's quiet and then it's yeah they have a really good chemistry together I find because they've also done that show together the a marriage something about marriage oh an American marriage maybe yeah and so they have good chemistry. They they work well together on a screen, I find. Uh, next one, I'm going to go with Heat. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, I almost now, because I put the final showdown because it's in an airport and it's kind of all like there's uh, a lot of shadows. You kind of don't know who's where, who's chasing who. But I actually think I would change it to um, the two main characters, and it's De Niro and Pacino, have like dinner together. And like... He knows one is a cop and Pacino one is. is a cop and he knows he's hunting down De Niro. De Niro knows he's hunting him down. Yeah. And they just have this like civil meal together. <laughs> so and they're funny. like they kind of talk about bank robin stuff. Yeah. Then they're also talking about life. Like they go through like 
almost like a friendship. It's kind of like, even though they're so different in how they live their lives, they do have commonality. And so I think that's why it's portrayed that way. It's just like, wow, even though we're so different, we are actually the same or similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put women talking. Like I just put it um, like there isn't a, a specific, like any, you could pick any scene. It's just the way the conversations go. I'm sure there's one I could have narrowed it down to, but really it, the majority of the movie is just them in this barn talking about it. It sounds boring, but it's not, I promise. It's like really well done. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, just the acting is just, I mean, off the charts phenomenal. So, uh, do you have gone girl? I do. That's what was my next one. Um, I don't know which one. What would you say, though? I would say the uh, when she has when she explains what she does and how she does what she does to get away. Yeah. And she talks because she's talking about like a cool girl, like and like I'm not a cool girl, but I'm going to become the cool girl. Right. Yeah. I think that because you're kind of up to that point, like, wait, did he like did he kill his wife and he's just yeah. trying to get away with this? But then once you realize that she is, she is the mastermind. Yep. Yep. I think is how that really starts to set that movie off. I think even to that very last scene when she comes home and they're, I think they're in the shower together. There's something. The way she like com- looks up at him too. The conversation. It's so terrifying. And is she just knows she's got him. Like she just has him. Like you're like, you're never leaving. And you know, usually it's very role reversal of like, you know, a man might do that to a woman, but for a woman to be like that, I'm not saying it's better or it's not right. No, it doesn't matter who's doing it, but um, it's just fascinating. Like the acting skills on Roseman Pike too. Um, I just watched my next movie. I care a lot. That's for next week for me. And that girl can act like she is, she's really incredible. Yeah. It's also a movie where the first and last scene mirror, mirror each other. Right. Yeah. It's uh, that's David Fincher, isn't it? Um, Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Seems like it. Um, me or you? I don't know now. Yeah, we're just kind of going. Um, I put Primal Fear. I think. Um, I don't know if you've ever have you ever seen that one? Yeah, Richard Gere and um Edward Norton. Um, I, I can't. I don't want to say because it is a good twist, but their conversations are like the acting is extraordinary, and when you see it and you realize that's Edward Norton's very first movie and you know as a lead it's it like you will just you won't even believe it like it, it's just really impressive yeah but there is a certain scene but i just i don't want to i think dive, i know what i don't want to divulge too much but yeah um do you have scarface on this i don't I mean, it's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's got a mountain of cocaine in front of him. And all of, all of, like, I feel like it's actually probably the most underrated part of the movie because, like, it is kind of just like, yeah, I don't know. Stuff's just kind of happening. Who knows? Then it's just like the end. Yeah. And, like, say hello to my little friend. Right, right. And it's it's not very, it's not a little friend. No, little. No. It's, it's a big friend. Yeah. Um, I put Fracture. Do you remember Fracture with Ryan Gosling and, and Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. So the end speech, like the ending, there is this um speech that is done by one of them to to the other, and um, it's just really well executed, and um, the way it's delivered is really well done, and the timing and the tone of it, it's really a I gotcha kind of scene, and so I think the acting on on both parts because 
the other one is not supposed to know what's coming. And so, yeah. So I did that one. Uh, I have the Wolf of Wall Street. Right. There is the obvious one, and I'll, I'll mention it because it is very good, of when they take the Quaaludes yeah, and yeah. he's crawling to the car and get off the phone. <laughs> yeah. Like that part. But my favorite part of the movie, and it's kind of a throwaway scene, but I um, dissected it for a film class once, and it's uh, it's the fun part. Is, so he's walking through his house down the stairs and stuff, and uh, it's all done on like a track. So oh, the okay. track is like following him walking and the scene is him just talking about all the drugs he takes yeah and he's like yeah i smoke weed i do some coke and then is he talking to the is that fourth wall yeah he's talking to the camera and he's like yeah i do this to bring me up and this to bring me down he's like drinking a mimosa and it's kind of like not a nothing scene because it's like oh my god this guy consumes so many drugs yeah because he's like yeah i do this to go up and then bring myself back down and then i gotta bring myself back up and it's like okay we just took three different drugs in a short amount of time yeah and then he's just like drinking this i assume mimosa because it's orange juice but you know, if you're in that lifestyle, it's probably a mimosa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he just like kind of throws the drink at the end. Yeah. And it's just like it's it's a nothing scene. Right. But it was just so beautifully shot. Nice. OK. Um, I put No Country for Old Men. Did you say that one? I didn't because I just couldn't think of like I I think for me, the scene it, because of Javier Bardem, it, the when he's in the gas station yeah. talking to the man um, he is so terrifying and we don't really know a lot about him yet. So we're not, so for him to be able to make me feel that way of like, I could not be more terrified of you right now. Um, and just like the flipping of the coin and I, it's, it's, it's really well done. Um, he's extraordinary in that movie. So yeah. Life, life and death. Yep. Anton Sugar. It's one of the be- <laughs> one of the best names out there too. Sugar. Because it's just terrifying. <laughs> it's so terrifying. Um, there's one I want to keep waiting for because I feel like we both have it and we're gonna like talking about it. Uh, do you have The Godfather? On I don't. Here? No. Uh, The Godfather, the first Godfather. Even though Part Two is better, but the first Godfather, the ending scene, which was then recreated for Modern Family, which I saw before I saw The Godfather, um. So the Michael is taking over the family business and he's at a baptism. Mm-hmm. And while he's at this baptism, his men are going around and making sure that he's the top boss. Right. And they do that in very unfortunate ways for yeah. the other people. Right. Including maybe or may not a horse head. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But it's just like and they're saying, like, do you pronounce the devil? And he's like, I, I do. Or yes. I don't know what you say. <laughs> yeah. And that. I wasn't really paying attention during my baptism. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the end baptism scene of the first Godfather is right. just unbelievable. Yeah. I put Sons of the Lambs. I don't have a specific one, but there's like any conversation that they have together. I mean, probably when he's talking about the lambs and he's he's trying to get her, you know, he's he's getting in her under her skin and he's, he's just learning so much about her. But again, you could pick any scene and it's all extraordinary, right? So. Yeah. Um, I only have a couple left. Yeah, uh, the usual two. usual suspects. Yeah. The discovering of Kaiser Soze because watching it, it's it is an okay movie. Yeah, it's not a great movie. But it might be the greatest ending to a movie ever. Right. Because it's like, who is this Kaiser Soze? And you have the officer and the person that then rele- like reveals themselves as, um as Kaiser Soze and how it's done and 
just the the moment of like oh it's like it's actually too late it's too late for the person that you think is kaiser soze like they've already gotten away with this there's no there's no going back there's no discover once the discovery happens there's like I, I it's just like it's so hard to explain because you can't say what it is even though it's such an old movie right. but it is just like so masterfully done of how it's discovered and like yeah just discovering kaiser soze yeah nice um i put a time to kill uh matthew mcconaughey in the courtroom scene it's just one of the, it's a courtroom right so it's like you know what you're gonna get but it is um uh yeah so he's defending samuel l jackson who killed someone because they hurt his little girl and so he's got this whole courtroom scene and those are always those are always oscar you know there's they're good oscar movies right mm-hmm. uh yeah i only have one left um all right i have uh the dark knight which i think technically counts as a crime movie yeah, yeah. Um, so there's two. There's either the obvious one is the interrogation scene between For sure. Joker and Batman, but again, the underrated one is um when all of the mobsters meet with the Joker. Okay. And because they're trying to figure out how do we get what rid of Batman, so the Joker comes in, and it's uh, a pretty popular sound on TikTok where it's like enough with the clown, right? And he goes pa pa pa. Oh, what is he? Oh, uh, let's not blow this out of proportion. Yeah. And he has uh, like bombs on him. And then also that's the scene where he breaks the pool cue. Right. And throws them down and basically like, you got to kill each other. Right. So that scene is also like, and, and again, it's Heath Ledger as the Joker. It's yeah. probably the best performance ever. For sure. Uh, well, my, I think my last one, um, and speaking of courtroom, mine is A Few Good Men. So where he is, you know, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. And so just trying to get him to admit it and, you know, egg him, keep, keep pushing at him, pushing at him. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of my last one. Um, I'm surprised you don't have Goodfellas. Oh, Goodfellas. I actually thought of it. And then I was like, I don't even know what scene I would, I know which one you would want. It's actually not going to be the one because I know the end, the ending sequence is incredible but i think if it's one scene it's, it's actually the, op- the opening oh, monologue okay. oh, I was gonna the, say. Joe, uh, pesci. joe pesci one is good yeah, yeah. like right, de niro's reaction to that is like so good where he just like destroys the payphone <laughs> yeah you just you're becoming a made man yeah. but uh, to me it's the opening monologue of like ever since i was a kid right. I, all i wanted to be was a gangster yeah something along those lines i just I thought to be the man and, yeah, yeah like it's just such a good and the context of the opening scene when they like they like kind of pan out and it's like oh they just have this dude in a trunk right sets the tone of that movie it really does yeah yeah it's true i should have had it um i got pulp fiction yeah i thought of that one too it's hard to pick a scene uh in my mind it's either when they're interrogating like the kids yeah and they're kind of just like messing with them and they're talking about like burgers or and i think this is the right answer when there may or may not be an accidental shooting right yeah very accidental and hit a bump and Whoops. whoopsie and then you bring in harvey Keitel. Uh, there you go tarantino classic yeah clean it up the last one which i'm i'm very surprised you didn't have this okay this on well here. I, sometimes my brain you know you know uh we're gonna hurt some people and uh i can't remember uh, the whole quote yeah. but Jeremy Renner comes back with the classic. <laughs> yeah. Who's Kyle we going to take? That's right. The I town, forgot be- about that one. Because the, the speech of it is just like, to not quote it, but just like, you know, we're going to do some bad things and we're going to hurt people. And he's just like, all right. 
Yeah, like he doesn't care. He's so loyal to him. He will like do anything, right? He's like, all right, let's go, right? <laughs> Whose car are we gonna take? Whose car? Car. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my last one. Nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's fun to figure out what what scene separates these movies. I know it is because um, sometimes the movie itself is great, but maybe you don't have like a scene. Like, what scene would you show at the Oscars? Like, right? I'd say Pulp Fiction is probably the hardest one because most well, of the sh- great scenes you can't show. You can't show it. I don't think you could show the the accidental shooting, the elevator scene, and the Departed. You yeah, can't show you that. Can't show that. That's a huge one. Yeah. So it is. It is hard to to like to pick that yeah like uh, the most of these that i'm looking at now like you couldn't show them at the oscars right but they are just the best scenes right i don't think people can really hear okay well it'll probably be in the background marley's barking she's we're separated so now she's she's an old senile girl yeah the f-dub just came home so that's probably why okay uh next week next week uh, we have Don't Say a Word. Yes. Which, which I'm watching. Yeah. Uh, and then you're watching I Care a Lot. I already watched it, but yes. Uh, then we're playing Battleship. Yeah, I'm excited. So how our Battleship's going to work is we're going to have the cast of movies, and depending on the ship size, you'll yep. have... I don't know if there's one. I don't think there's a one, but... There isn't. There's like two, three, four, so you include the cast, so then it'll be part playing Battleship, but then also trying to guess the movies. Yes, I like it. Nice. We should have a, um, a contest. Some kind of bet. I feel like we haven't done that in a long time. We haven't had like a, like the stakes need to be raised a little, okay. right? So we'll think of it off air and we'll let you guys know next week. And we'll also let you know about our, our fun uh, Monday plans as well. Yes. We have a, well, we have a couple things this weekend coming yes, we up. Do. Yeah. So we'll, we'll keep you posted and, you know, and then in Casey's corner, we'll see. We'll see what Taylor and Travis are doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case you got anything else. I have nothing else. All right. And besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.